Hello Kings fans, uh, basketball, it is back. The Kings played yesterday against the Miami Heat. Um, we'll get more to that later, or maybe we can get to it now, I'm not sure. My uh, head is just so excited from uh, my thoughts. I'm just so excited, basketball is finally back. The first game that I was able to watch a Kings game since March 8th? I believe when the Kings lost the Raptors at infamous, we have the three-point champion lost to the Raptors. Uh, Buddy Heald was not out on the floor in a pivotal moment, down by three points. Anyway, that was that was the last <laughs> that was the last memory of a Kings game we all had, uh, and that was the last play of the game. So, last memory of Kings basketball until last night was not having Buddy Heald out, the three-point champion. Uh, when we needed a three-pointer to tie the game. But that is now not our latest memory of Kings basketball. It would be now the loss to the Miami Heat. You know, it's just a scrimmage. It's just a scrimmage. It doesn't really mean anything. We didn't have uh, a lot of people. We didn't have Rashawn Holmes. We didn't have De'Aaron Fox. Uh, we didn't have other people, too. Obviously, we didn't have Marvin Bagley. <laughs> Again, I'll get to that uh, later. Uh, Alex Lynn, of course, was out as well. And um, I, how could I forget Harrison Barnes? He hasn't even joined the Orlando bubble yet. So that is some... Uh, it's going to be some tough... Uh, it's going to be a tough break for the Kings if he is unable to join the team during these eight seeding games. Uh, he's a great presence on the floor for the Kings. So with Barnes out, that's going to be rough. But again, we're going to get all of this. We're going to get to all of this in a second. I just want to bask in the glory real quick with all of you that the NBA is technically, even though they're not real, they're just scrimmage games. They're the NBA is back. And baseball actually comes back tonight as well, so that's uh, that's cool too. Sports are coming back slowly but surely. When I turned on the game yesterday and I heard Gary Gerald's voice, you know, it used to be Grant. And Grant, you know, he said some dumb things on Twitter, uh, took the Marcus Cousins' bait, insane, all lives. <laughs> And say it all lives matter, and it's Grant. Come on, he just, he took the bait, screwed up, um, big time, lost his job. But I mean, dude, just come on, just don't be, uh, <laughs> just don't be insensitive. What's the word? Um, like tone deaf, I guess at this point. But yeah, it, it, I mean, whether Grant deserved to lose his job or not, that's a totally different discussion. Um, 
what I'm here to say is that it just it just sounds weird. You know, it was the first game broadcasted yesterday without Grant being the broadcaster, and it was just different. Gary Gerald, him, and no disrespect, no disrespect to Gary Gerald whatsoever. He is a legend in his own right. Um, he's great for the radio, and I I want to say he has more of a voice for the radio because that's what he perfected. Um, he was, yeah, he, he did the radio so well, and he just can't, he can't match Grant's enthusiasm. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that either, but I think it's just as Kings fans, I mean, I, I don't know. I want to say Grant has been there since the beginning of, um, the Kings being in Sacramento, but I also want to say maybe he waited two years, um, after 1985, right? I think he was, he's was been the announcer in Sacramento for a long time. So Kings fans are used to hearing his enthusiasm. If you don't like that, you don't like Kings basketball. We have a dandy here in Sacramento. Um, and just when he would start off every broadcast, uh, shoot, I don't even remember what he used to say. Uh, he would, he, would he say, he wouldn't say it's time for Kings basketball. He would say something. But he would say it with such enthusiasm. And then when I heard Gary Gerald start off the broadcast last night, um, it just sounded so different. It sounded, uh, <laughs> it just, it's just soft. And it's someone, I commented on Reddit last night, uh, this exact post saying, um, this, this exact idea saying like, it's weird not to hear Grant's voice. And someone said, yeah, it's like, it's like we're listening to a golf match or um, how, how are we going to know if we like NBA basketball or not? Or how are we going to know if the Kings have the ball to start off the fourth quarter? I thought it was pretty funny because, you know, Grant had all his dumb sayings. But um, the intensity the man had to broadcast a basketball game, uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Grant, again dumb man for taking the bait and uh you know what that's what happens i wonder who the kings will replace grant with as the uh the play-by-play guy because i do not think gary gerald will be the television broadcast guy in the future i think he's just doing it for the moment as they find a replacement uh i i mean maybe jason ross maybe deuce mason um I mean, that'd be cool if they could get Chris Webber to do it, but I doubt it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It was just different. It was the first game without hearing Grant. Uh, it was different. And I guess that's what we're going to have to look forward to, uh, to for the rest of this seeding games and the two scrimmages is listening to Gary Gerald's voice and maybe getting more accustomed to it. So it doesn't sound so weird when I'm watching a Kings game. Even though there there are a ton of weird circumstances going on right now, like no fans in attendance. That was kind of cool how the Heat had their fans up um, like on the screen around. That was kind of cool. I'm assuming the Kings will do that if they're the home team. But I enjoyed that. I think they did a good job with that. But getting to the game, um, I mean, the Kings... I mean, okay, before I get to the game, can I just say this? With, in a world right now, in a world right now where 
there's so much uncertainty where so much has changed in our lives feel so very different at the moment. Can I just say one thing? That waking up today and being alive uh, a day after the kings have lost, it just just brings, uh, you know, life feels normal again. You know, kings lost last night saying that for 15 years now 14 years uh yeah life feels normal again but the game getting getting to the game now the kings started off with a rough a rough first half really but they really clawed their way back in Duncan Robinson looked like a monster from three he's a really good three-point shooter and he showed that last night the kings again without a lot of their players, uh, no Holmes, no Barnes, no Bagley, no Fox. They still did well. They lost by six points. Buddy, he scored 19 off of eight for 16. Daquan Jeffries, he's kind of like, he hasn't played all year. And he played, I have the stats in front of me, he played 18 minutes and 39 seconds. He shot five for six, made both of his three-pointers. 12 points. Although he did have a plus minus and negative one. He did play well. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect from this game. I didn't really expect the Kings to beat a good Miami Heat team, even though it's a scrimmage. They, they're they just trying to work their way back in again. This is the first time any NBA... Yesterday was the first time any NBA team has played since March 12th, I want to say, that the NBA was shut or was suspended. So the Kings are just trying to get back into form, especially without Fox and everybody. You couldn't expect them to win. And I don't really think anybody cared if the Kings won or not. And if you did, I mean, just I guess just chill out. It doesn't matter until July 31st. And hopefully they have Fox back by then. And reports have come out that Fox probably will be ready for the start of the NBA restart. Start of the NBA restart, the continuation games. So that is extremely good news. But until then, I don't think he'll be... I think the next scrimmage is Saturday morning against the Bucks. of course. We go from the Heat, already, already a good team in the East, to a very great team in the East in the Bucks. I'm assuming if Jan, I don't know if Giannis has even played his scrimmage yet. If he played yesterday, I don't know. I tend to only follow Kings basketball. So if he hasn't, uh, I'm assuming he will play on Saturday against the Kings. Maybe not a lot of minutes, but they'll whip him into shape. I doubt Fox will play. They might bring Holmes back in. He just got off of his NBA or he just got off of his quarantine after leaving the campus line. Might see Alex Lynn in this game as well. He just recently joined the bubble after finally testing negative for COVID-19. So they might have some more players. They'll probably give Fox 
I don't know if we'll see Fox in one of these scrimmage games. Maybe the last one. I think the last one is next Wednesday against the Clippers. Maybe Monday. It's, I don't know. They have, they have three. They have three scrimmages, and the last one is against the Clippers. So maybe we'll see Fox in that one just to get him some sort of um, action on the floor to see the court to try to bond with his teammates uh, and play someone else other than his own team in little practice scrimmages. So, again, Kings, you know, they clawed their way back. They they started off really poorly, classic Kings, right? And they clawed their way back up, and they still lost. And then, again, another classic Kings scenario. Um, it's not too many takeaways. They're just trying to get back into form. Um, but... I think the biggest takeaway is that it was great to see the Kings again in practice. It was, you know, I missed them. I missed, I missed basketball. Um, glad to be back. But with Darren Fox, so he, I've heard he has been healing very, very quickly. He had a grade three sprain so it's not too serious but i mean it's still nonetheless nonetheless an ankle an ankle sprain a sprained ankle so glad to hear that he's progressing quickly he's gonna have to be a monster come these seeding games uh i mean he's the man he was the man before the nba got suspended He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to play the best basketball he has ever played if the Kings want to make a push for the playoffs. I mean, literally the best basketball. He's gonna have to be averaging at least twenty five. At least twenty five. And honestly, and this may be asking a lot, but I want to see Fox push thirty points a game. And I think that's what they're gonna need from him to to make the playoffs. The Kings don't have a lot of scoring options. I, with Bogey starting last night over Buddy, that gives me the impression that Buddy will be coming off the bench. And, you know, Buddy's going to have to be putting up at least 20 off the bench as well. Bogey, I mean, you hope to see Bogey drop 20 a game, but more realistically, you're going to see him drop 15. And then without Barnes, I wouldn't say Baysmore is necessarily a scorer he's a great defender a great uh energy player and he takes buckets where he can get get them but i'm not i don't expect i don't expect baysmore to like i don't know i i could i don't expect baysmore to score a lot on any given day i could see him dropping 20 i'd be very happy with that but i can see him dropping 10 with like five rebounds five assists and you know that's what that's the kind of player Bazemore is and to expect any more uh you're just fooling yourself at that point so without Barnes that takes away a good scoring option and especially with Bagley out too and we'll get to Bagley in a second but without Bagley in general Bagley could score whether whether you like the man or not he could score he could he had some post moves he could run the floor well he was a scoring threat so without Bagley now, that takes away another scoring option. So you're really looking at Buddy, Bogey, and Heald to take on the majority of this the scoring load. 
you don't really and it, like like I said, like Bielitsa, he can hit down threes and whatnot, but he's only averaging twelve a game. We're same with Rashawn Holmes; he only averages twelve points a game. Corey Joseph, you just expect him to play good defense. Um, obviously, obviously, nothing out of Alex Lynn or Harry Giles. And then Corey Brewer, I suppose, is their backup small forward at this point without Harrison Barnes in. God, I really wish we had Harrison Barnes right now. But much as I don't like that the Kings signed Barnes to such a large contract for a man who is more or less a 15-5-5 kind of guy. They still need that 15-5-5 on the floor. And with Barnes there, I mean, without Barnes or Bagley right now, their their bench has gotten so much more shallow because I, I personally, I thought the Kings kind of had a deep team going into this, a deep bench, a deep roster, you had, and in a perfect world, you had Fox, we'll say Bogey, Barnes, Bielitsa, Holmes. Like I'm, I'm totally happy with that starting lineup. I don't think it's the greatest starting lineup of all time, but it was definitely working for the Kings uh, going into the suspension. And then after, and then off the bench, you would have Corey Joseph, Buddy Heald, Kent Bazemore, and then a mixture of. Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, and Alex Lynn. And those are three solid bigs. But you had the scoring off the bench in Buddy and kind of in Bazemore, and Joseph could score uh, sometimes. But you, you had good defense off the bench. You had a score in Buddy Heald. You had a couple of good bigs down low. Bagley could score. Lynn could play good defense, being an enforcer. But now without Bagley or Barnes... And assuming, I'm, I'm just going to assume Fox is going to be ready for the restart because that's what reports are saying. So you have Fox, Bogey, Bazemore, Bielitsa, and Holmes. And then off the bench, you have Joseph, Buddy, Brewer, I think, right? Maybe Daquan. Oh, what is, is Daquan a small forward? I don't even know, to be honest. I thought he was like a shooting guard. Maybe he's a small forward. Maybe they're going to plug him in at the small forward. And we, oh, we have Jabari Parker still. and I believe Jabari Parker did play last night. Unfortunately, I could only catch the first half, and that was the bad half, of course. No, Jabari Parker did play last night. 13 minutes, 4 for 9. He is just a liability on defense. But he, he's more of a power forward. You can put him into the small forward spot. Which they might have to do, especially without Barnes in. But I think they'll I think they'll go mostly with Corey Brewer, uh, Daquan, or Jabari Parker at the three, and then I guess at the four position you have Giles. Giles can play the four or Lynn. I mean, yeah, Lynn's more of a five, I'd say, than Giles. So Giles at the four, Lynn at the five. That's technically your bench roster. I mean, it, it's just so much weaker without Bagley and Bazemore. And, this, man, just injuries all year round. The, the Kings cannot escape the injury bug, the illness bug with COVID. Oh, my God. They're just... I mean, all year round, you start off the season 
with Bagley breaking his thumb on opening night. And then you have Fox, uh, like with a high ankle sprain. He misses a ton of time. Bogey goes out. He didn't. He hasn't missed. He's missed like ten games, but still, he he missed some important games. Then you have Holmes with that lateral tear right in his right shoulder. It's just they cannot escape injury. And if the Kings, I don't know if the Kings were if they were healthy all year round. If Bagley, Fox, and then Holmes and Bogey were healthy all year round, are the Kings are the Kings higher than three point five games out of the eighth seed? Are they in a playoff spot right now? Do they have that eighth seed? Do they are they even higher than the eighth seed if they're healthy all season round? I don't know, but I mean that's not that's not the hand that the Kings were dealt this year, and that's not the hand that they're dealt going into these continuation games. They're going in shorthanded once again, just like they've been playing all season. So hopefully they're used to it by now, but it doesn't make it any easier. Barnes again doesn't doesn't look like I mean there's still eight days until the NBA restart begins so he has he has eight days to get healthy but every day that passes every practice he misses every scrimmage he's not a part of it seems less likely that he will join Orlando. And even if he does, say if he joins the bubble, how how in shape is he going to be? How ready is he going to be to play in these continuation games? Will you even want him on the floor? Uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be an interesting continuation games. They... Uh, they're right there, though. They're right there fighting for that A spot, or at least to get into that play-in tournament. They play, they play the Pelicans twice. They're, uh, those are two decisive games to really decide their own fate. Two huge, two huge games uh, against the Pelicans. But um, let's get into Marvin Bagley's injury. Bagley just can't escape from getting injured. He just can't. In two seasons, he's played 75 games total. 75 games total. He missed 20 games last year with a knee injury and some back spasms. I think kept him out like two games. But the majority was because of his knee, his knee injury. And then this year... He's played 13 games. So if you do the math, uh, you know, 75 minus 13, he played 62 games last year. Has only played 13 games this year. 13 games. And the Kings are 2-11 and 11 in those games. Uh, he hasn't played, I mean, he hasn't played awful. I think he's like a 15-8 and eight kind of guy anyways. He's doing well when he's on the floor, but... He just gotta stay on the floor consistently. It's it's frustrating for Kings fans. I get it. He's in the Kings get their second highest draft pick, like selection of all time, and they pass on Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Jaron Jackson Jr. All these people that are succeeding, that were drafted behind Bagley, 
and Bagley has played 75 games. I wouldn't say he's lacking any talent. He's, I don't know if he would have been at Luka Doncic's level, but he's still, he's still he, he's shown that he has talent. But I bet Greg Oden had talent. But, you know, what's the point if you're just going to end your career in two years, barely playing any games, and the man drafted right after you is Kevin Durant? Yeah, it, it's frustrating. I get it, Kings fans. I'm with you. But to take it out on Bagley is something I will not be a part of. Um, he's, he's a human being. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get hurt. He doesn't want to be on the bench. You think he's like enjoying this? He's not. But I, I totally understand where the frustration is coming from, and it's so easy to direct it towards him. Maybe. Directed toward more, or I, I mean, I think it is being directed towards Divac as well. But yeah, if, for those who don't know, which I would be amazed, I'm just going to recap it. On Sunday during a practice, Marvin was coming down for a rebound and uh, sprained his right foot. A, he, it is said to be a lateral right foot sprain. That will keep him out of the seeding games and the, at, I'm assuming the rest of the tournament, or sorry, the playoffs, if the Kings are fortunate enough to make it that far into the playoffs. The dude just keeps getting bad breaks. Literally, broke his thumb this year, uh, kept him out for a long time, and then he comes back and then he gets like a lateral left foot sprain. And now he has a letter, lateral right foot sprain. It's just it's it. I always feel bad for those injured players, especially those with talent. You saw it in Derrick Rose, you see it in Gray Godin, and now we're seeing it in Bagley. And it's, and again, there's nothing that they can do. They're not obviously they're not trying to get injured. They're just trying to play their hardest, and injuries are just part of the game, and it happens. Like I wonder why I I wonder if some people. Like why? Why did Derrick Rose? Even Jabari Parker has two ACL tears, like Derrick Rose. Like why? Is it the way they play? Is it their actual? Are their tendons? Are they not like as strong as say other people's tendons? I've always wondered why some people are more injury prone to others or than others. Um. But anyways, Marvin is on that list. Once uh, and, and he's injured once again, and uh, yeah, Kings fans are getting frustrated. And all I can say is, there's always next year. There's always next year, and it's so cliche. I get it, but what am I supposed to do? Just like scold the guy for getting hurt again? I I, I do really want to see Marvin Bagley play healthy for the majority of a season and see what he can accomplish it's i mean he's one year behind on development technically considering considering he didn't play much this year but i i think i think he's a walking 20 and 10 guy i don't see why not he was averaging like 15 and 8 his rookie year he came into this season averaging i think 15 and 8 again maybe a little higher than that 
The dude has talent, and that's in like 25 minutes a game. If you throw him in 35 minutes a game, he's 20 and 10 easily. If he works on his jump shot a little more, he has been said, he has said to have been, <laughs> I can't speak, he has said to have put on muscle, which is which is big because he needs to play the center position, um, and he needs a little more muscle for that. So he he's he's a talented he's a talented player. Just needs to stay healthy. Um, it's it's I think it's kind of a bummer. I know the Kings have played most of the year without him, and towards the end of the season. When Bagley was out, of course, the Kings were succeeding. They were doing well, but I, I think Bagley could have helped them off the bench, uh, uh, like crucially. I think he could have been huge for this this these seeding games for the NBA restart. He's young. He has fresh legs. He'll be able to run out other big men um, for his size, his speed. It's incredible. And the Kings they need to take advantage of their young legs. And of course, Bagley was part of those young legs. Giles, I wouldn't say he's as quick as Bagley, but he's younger. I wouldn't say Alex Land is quick. I wouldn't say Rashawn Holmes. I would say Holmes is quick. He he hustles. That's where he comes in. But Bagley, he could, I think he really could have been that X factor. I think he could have been huge coming off the bench with Buddy Heald. He could have grabbed some boards, put up some points when needed. No expectations on the guy. Just play your hardest, and I... And I think when he plays his hardest, I think he he's going to do well, just because of the the sheer athleticism and that talent from that sheer athleticism uh, brings, or that comes from it. So it's again just a terrible break for Bagley. It's it's hard. It's hard not to feel bad for the guy, and Kings fans are annoyed, but that's just where we are. Where we are, in, uh, that's where we are with the Kings. Um, Bagley's out. <laughs> Bagley is out once again. Thank God Fox is coming back. Or to be said, he he sh- he should be coming back healthy in time for the restart. I'd much rather have Fox than Bagley back as well. So. I guess we're just gonna have to look forward to the next game on Saturday, the scrimmage against the Bucks. Hopefully, I'm not, I'm not sure if Fox will be ready yet. They might give him some more time to rest. Maybe Holmes, maybe Lynn. Uh, we might be able to see them play these games and just really try to get in shape uh, for July 31st. Excited, eight more days. Where are you going to be at next Friday? Better be in front of your team TV watching the game. San Antonio Spurs versus the Sacramento Kings. First real game since March 8th, I want to say. March 8th. But until then, everybody, Tony here from Cap City Crown. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time.